0: This is the Waterboy through through Cross-Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, June fifteenth, twenty 2022. Folks, before I get started, please jo- feel free to join our club. Not just feel free, join our club as we're going to a daily show. We're doing all this work and we really appreciate your support. As we're trying to fight Fox News. We're trying to fight CNN. We're trying to fight ABC. And so as you join our club our army, you know, our, our club army, not only be aiding our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also be getting access to content placed in our club portal, Fight Laugh Feast t shirts, club t shirts, and all past shows, uh, conference talks, discounts to our conference. If you don't haven't registered for our conference yet, if go to fightlaughfeast.com, click on shop, and you can register for our conference. Early bird registration also ends there, um, June 30th. Suspect in Kavanaugh attempted murder texted sister. Who apparently convinced him to call 911. Nicholas Roski, who authorities say plotted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, texted his sister before abandoning his plans and calling 911. That's what police said. Roski was carrying a gun, ammunition, a knife, pepper spray, screwdriver, zip ties, and other gear. When he was arrested by Montgomery County Police Department officers Wednesday morning near Kavanaugh's Maryland home, according to a criminal complaint. So that's actually from the criminal criminal complaint. The suspect arrived by taxi and observed the U.S. Marshals, and he turned around to contemplate his next move, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones said in a statement to the Washington Post. This is when he texted his sister and told her of his intentions, and she convinced him to call 911. During the call, which lasted approximately about 15 minutes, Roski could be heard saying that he was having thoughts and came from California in order to act on them. When asked if he had access to weapons, he said that he had a firearm that was unloaded and in a suitcase that was zip-tied shut. When asked if he needed medical attention, he replied, I need psychiatric help. Oof. Police arrived on the scene soon after Roski placed the 911 call. It is currently unknown what Roski and his sister said to each other in their text conversation, but police believe it was led. It has led to him abandoning his plans for the mur- to murder the Supreme Court justice. Um, that's a pretty incredible um, uh, sister there. Caterpillar to move global headquarters to Texas. Ooh. Go, Texas. Caterpillar said Tuesday it would move its global headquarters to Irving, Texas, from its location in Deerfield, Illinois, marking an end to the company's century-long presence in the land of Lincoln. They do not have confidence in Illinois. It was not immediately clear why Caterpillar was making the move. Come on. Come on. Who's writing this? This is this is re- the Reuters report. Huh. You should know better than that. You know why they're moving. It is said in an email statement it did not seek or receive incentives for relocation. The construction equipment maker is the latest big manufacturer to exit Illinois. Last month, aerospace giant Boeing announced that it would move corporate headquarters from Chicago to Arlington, Virginia. A company spokesperson said, spokesperson, spokesman, spokeswoman, we don't know, said most of its 230 employees based in Deerfield will transition to the new headquarters over time. Though the company will maintain its presence in Illinois, where it has more than 17,000 employees. Cat hosted its biannual Investors Day in Grapevine, Texas last month. Currently, the Machinery Makers Electric Power Division operates out of its Irving office. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who shut down the economy in 2020, said on Twitter, the state is a perfect fit for this international brand. Hmm. Okay. New York Governor Approves Abortion Safe Haven Laws. Oh, man. The governor just keeps doubling down on these things. This is according to OANN Network. New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill expanding abortion access in the Empire State. She approved six bills to make her state a safe haven for the procedure in case the Supreme Court rules Roe v. Wade to be unconstitutional. She says, Our heart goes out to the women in those states. We'll be there for those women of other states. And mark my words, just never, never here in the, in the state of New York has always been a beacon for those yearning to be free, and I want the world to hear that that will never change except for babies in their mother's womb. The laws are intended to provide legal protections for both abortion participants, not the babies, and providers from outside states where the operation may be outlawed, including the prevention of New York authorities from cooperating with outside law enforcement agencies in abortion-related investigations as well as restricting out-of-state medical malpractice insurance claims against New York abortion providers. Wow, she's uh, medical malpractice. She's going to protect them from medical malpractice in the case of botched abortions Um Uh, You know, oh my goodness. Additionally, Empire State abortion providers will be immune to professional misconduct charges while institutions that refuse to perform abortions may be sued. Under one of the provisions, abortion providers may even obscure their addresses in order to evade legal action. The governor also, you know, she's, she's covering for the hitman is what she's doing, right? She's, she's covering for the hitman, hiding, hiding the hitman. The governor also announced the formation of a task force which will research the effects of pro-life pregnancy centers. Hochul alleged these protections for abortion are by extension protections for so-called bodily autonomy. Again, except for the baby. She says, because as the first female governor of New York, how do we know she's female? How does she know she's female? I take this personally and that's a fight I'm willing to take on. Not just on behalf of the women of New York, but for women all across this nation, I refuse to go backwards, and I promise you, as long as I'm a governor, we um, will not. We will not, because these are rights that have been fought for for generations. New York State has law has led every step of the way. Wow! Despite championing bodily autonomy, Hoko maintained former Governor Andrew Cuomo's health care worker COVID-19 vaccine mandate. <laughs> I like how O A N N. Brings that uh, last point there. That's that's really good. Armored Republic. The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool for liberty. We create the tools of liberty. Free men must, must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty, need to defend the right he bestowed to us. Armory Public is honored to offer you these tools. Visit them at AR500Armor.com and if you are a Christian business, uh, contact us at contact at fightlabfeast.com email us. We'd love to be talking to you about our conferences. We'd love to be talking to you about corporate sponsorships, where you can support the show and how we can help you with your products and services. Trump slams Democrats in January 6 hearings, and he says despite, they're desperate to change the narrative of a falling nation. This is according to Just the News. Former President Trump has released a 12-page response to the Democratic-led House Committee investigation and now public hearings on the January 6th Capitol riots, saying they are an attempt to divert Americans' attention from a failed nation under Democratic Party leadership. I, I don't think he's that off here. Trump issued the wide-ranging rebuttal Monday when the panel held its second televised hearing and also included his continued belief that the 2020 election that he lost was rife with voting fraud and vows to replace Democrats with Republicans of his choice in the midterm elections. Democrats are desperate to change the narrative of a falling nation without even making mention of the havoc and death caused by the radical left just months earlier. Trump wrote in the message sent through his Save America PAC, Make no mistake, they control the government they own this disaster they're hoping that these hearings will somehow alter their felling prospects he's he's right in the statement trump continued to push his long held stance that the 2020 elections was stolen from him and which is hard it, you can't look at that election and not see that in some shape or form it was rigged much of the committee's focus during its monday hearing centered on aides and those in trump's inner circle telling the former president that the election was not stolen or rigged and Trump, in his statement, also reiterates some of the most popular election 2020 refrains, including zero, zeroing in on the extra time it took after Election Day for Pennsylvania, Michigan, um, I think Wisconsin too, to count the ballots, citing evidence from the re- released Dinesh D'Souza documentary, 2,000 Mules. He goes on to say, as we near the midterm elections, we are watching the swamp creatures circle the drain as true Americans step up to replace the corrupt establishment with patriots who will fight for our freedoms. Suggest- Trump also wrote, suggesting he will likely continue to focus on the issue of 2020 elections through the midterm and possibly beyond. Interesting stuff. Part of what I want to do in, in my news briefs here on Wednesday morning is I also want to be going through uh, the Christian Almanac. This is written by George Grant and George Wilbur, and every day they write a little piece of history. And so here's what happened on June 15th uh, back in the 1840s. An expansionist mood dominated by the country in the mid-1840s, and the man who caught the spirit of the times and came from nowhere to lead the country through the period of its great expansion was the Tennessean James Polk. He, he lived from 1795 to 1849. In spite of this distinction, Polk has been one of the most neglected of our presidents, emerging from the comparative oblivion to become president. He has somehow managed to return there, in spite of a successful administration, one called by several leading historians, the one bright spot in a dull void between Jackson and Lincoln. When the delegates to the Democratic Convention met in Baltimore in 1844, Polk was not even considered for the presidency. But before the convention was over, he had become the first dark horse candidate. And in the election, when the Whig, when the Whigs made Who is Polk? their battle cry, he answered them by soundly defeating their very well-known, well-connected, and well-funded candidate Henry Clay, who was running in his third presidential race? As president, the little-known Polk was a, was a strong, though not radical, expansionist. During his administration, the nation acquired the vast lands in the Southwest and the Far West that extended the borders of the country almost to the present continental limits. He provided he proved to be a forceful president in the direction of the Mexican War and in settling the Oregon boundary dispute with the, with Great Britain yet he did not yield to the extremists who wanted all of mexico wow well, nor to those who cried 54 or 50 excuse me 54 40 or fight and claimed the Oregon Territory clear to the Alaska Alaskan border. Interesting, they wanted to go that far. But the man who successfully led the country through its period of expansion strongly faded away when his work was done. Still popular at the end of his term, but exhausted from his work, Polk declined to be a candidate and returned to his home in Nashville, where he died on this day only three months after leaving the White House at the age of 53. So this date... Uh, June 15th, three months after he left the White House, uh, Polk died. So that's why they wrote this in the book. So the Christian Almanac is actually a great book. I read this to my kids uh, frequently, and every day just has a little slice of history uh, to meditate on, or to think about, or to know about some good information for you. And I really like the Christian Almanac for that reason. So hopefully, I'll be bringing that here every Wednesday. On the daily news brief. This is Gabriel Lynch with Cross Politics News. Support Rowdy Christian Media by joining our club at FightLaughFeast.com, downloading our app, and head to our annual Fight Laugh Feast events. Please, if this content is helpful to you, would you please consider joining the Fight Laugh Feast Club Club membership? Join our army. We're trying to build a cancel-proof media platform, and we need your help. Join today and get a discount at FightLaughFeast.com um, uh, in the shop to our Knoxville conference. Have a great day. And